Welcome to Showboys, a podcast that delves into the world of film and TV. Hosts Nick and Mike take their water cooler talk from the office to the web as they discuss their favorite movies, shows, and all other content in between. In this week's episode, the boys are banished to Smearinsburg, where they uncover the unique telling of the Santa Claus origin story. So, what's Klaus? another extremely exciting and enthralling episode of Showboys. Uh, I am Mike, one of your hosts, and as always, joined by my good friend Nick. How you doing tonight, Nick? I'm doing fantastic. How are you, Michael? Pretty good. Feeling, uh, you know, in the Christmas spirit. Just got done watching a fun I guess you could call it fun, kind of a little dark, uh, but nevertheless, touching Christmas movie uh, that we're going to be discussing tonight. Um, yeah, I take it you're you're doing well, as you just said. Anything uh, crazy happened today? Hmm. Did anything crazy happen today? No, it's pretty pretty normal day. Nothing. Hmm. Nothing out of the norm. Nothing exciting, just the usual. Plotting, yeah, sounds... you know, plotting the future Stonk Boys series. <laughs> nice. Yes, yes, that would be very nice. Um, that's good. Yeah, yeah, my day was pretty much uh, your typical run-of-the-mill Thursday. So, um, yeah, it's a uh, Did it's you run podcasting. to the mill? Uh, I f- actually did not. I didn't even leave my house today. So, the only running was up and down the stairs. I know. You you ran out of coffee, and you didn't even leave the house to get coffee. I know. It, it sucks. It was awful. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It was pretty terrible. <laughs> how'd, you, how'd you make it through the day? Did you make it through the day? Did you take a nap at like 3, 3 o'clock nap? I, I took a nap uh, at noon. And that came back to bite me in the butt because I, uh, so ran out of coffee, couldn't go get coffee because, uh, Thursdays are pretty busy at the Courtney household. Um, my wife had to take our oldest to school. And then right after that, take our youngest to gymnastics. And during that time frame, we were also having a countertop installed on a kitchen Island. So I couldn't leave the house. Uh, so, uh, Becca was kind enough to stop by Sheets on her way home and get me a watermelon Red Bull, which I do not wow. really recommend. Watermelon Red Bull is not, not that great. Is I asked new? for, I asked for our, our usual pear, you know, cause we're big pear boys here. Mm-hmm. She couldn't find it. So she didn't look hard enough. 
that's what I was saying. But she was being kind. <clears throat> I didn't want to like be rude over the phone. So I was just like, uh, just grab whatever. So she picked watermelon. The can was nice. I mean, it was very Christmassy. It was, it was all red and green. But uh, yeah, it didn't taste very good. So, but hmm. took a took a nap at noon. Woke up with a raging headache. So I took some Excedrin, slammed the Red Bull, and here we are. You must have been having a caffeine withdrawal there. Yes, big time. Mm, never fun. Anyways, anyways, I digress, I digress. It is podcast time, which is my favorite night of the week. Um, yeah, well, I mean, actually, these days it's favorite nights of the week. Um but yeah, before we uh, get into our episode, just want to remind everyone to check out our Linktree page. Uh, it is a nice, handy page that is the home to all of our links for all of our social medias and all of the podcasting platforms that our episodes are available on. So, you know, visit that page, bookmark it. Um, it's linktr.ee slash showboys podcast it is uh linked in our instagram bio it is linked as our website on our facebook page and uh yeah if it's if you can't find either of those go to linktr.ee slash showboys podcast <sighs> now we got that out of the way um yeah so we both watched the Netflix original Klaus movie tonight, and we wanted to talk about it. The so big Klaus Baus. Yeah, I know we're a little late to the party. Um, yeah, the movie came out actually last Christmas, but we weren't a podcast last Christmas, so deal with it. Uh, we're going to talk about it because uh, my my me and my kids watched it. Uh, like a week ago and I thought it was pretty interesting and we were kind of searching for a topic for tonight's episode and you know it's like hey why, why don't we uh, talk about this movie it was pretty good so rewatched it again tonight and I, th- I think you watched it for the first time tonight that is correct yep yeah uh, what'd you think about it I liked it it was good um, it had a lot of good story undertones to it they hit all the kind of christmas santa claus themes like they worked everything really into it which i thought was cool and they did it in unique ways um a couple of them i didn't really see coming but when once they happened i was like oh nice setup um yeah and then you know i I also i like different animations in general and it had a good animation to it and i like some of the transition effects they did between scenes um, yeah. So there's a lot, a lot of little details that I did enjoy per usual. Yeah. So, um, so kind of you know just a, a brief description of the movie before we like really get into it. Um, it's an animated Netflix original, and I think it was like Netflix their first animated original movie, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Yeah, it was directed by Sergio Pablos, who um, you know was a part of Despicable Me, and he also was involved in movies like a Goofy movie, Hercules, Tarzan, Hunchback of Notre Dame, and Aladdin. Uh, so you know he he kind of knows his way around the animated you know 
kids movie genre. Um, but interesting, it based... you say Goofy. He he did the Goofy movie. Yes. <clears throat> now, to what extent? I'm not like 100, percent you know, in the know of. Like, I don't know what his involvement in those movies were exactly. I could look it up real quick, uh, but I'm not going to while I'm talking. I'll do it as soon as I'm done. Uh, but yeah, he was involved in all of those, you know, classics from the uh, 90s, you know. Um, but yeah, basically it's like the Santa Claus origin story, but like you said, kind of told in a really different and unique way. Uh, but yeah, so what were kind of, you know, your initial thoughts on how they were able to approach that Santa origin story. Well, I mean, right out, I mean, the first thing that kind of like jumped out at me was when they kind of did the intro to our, uh, main character here. Um, being, is it, is it Jesper Jesper with an E I believe? Um, he's the postman. Yeah, Jesper. Yep. And his silhouette before they actually like bring him into the light was just screaming to me um, a goofy movie with just the <laughs> way it looked. I mean, he looked a lot like um, Goofy's son in that movie. So I thought that was interesting. So, But luckily they got away from that. Like I was worried that it was going to be too much in that sphere of the animation, but it definitely kind of owned its own animation style. Um, and, and like you said, it was, it was particularly dark, at least to start with. Um, like the theme there of that town. <laughs> but yeah for sure now do you think that was england like really northern england or because they never really say and they don't have british a- accents per se but um you know he is work he is part of the royal uh postal service and yeah they seem to be and- on an island and they stretched north and it got you know it, it, that's what it seemed to me well and like they call him Klaus, right? So I feel like that's some sort of context clue. And um, the the little uh, the little girl that shows up like about halfway through the movie in the red and blue with the like mm-hmm. you know hat or whatever, uh, you know, kind of makes me think of you know maybe like Swedish or Finnish or something. Uh, mm-hmm. with her language because she spoke a different language than the people of uh, S- what what's the town called Smearinsburg or something <laughs> yeah Smearinsburg <laughs> yeah what a what a town um, so yeah I think you know that's a fair uh, you know kind of guess of the location of the movie um, but yeah it, it's definitely um, a little bit more of a a darker approach to the origins of Santa, but we're not talking like dark, like, you know, like a a nightmare before Christmas or like, uh, like scary ish horror genre dark. We're just talking like a, uh, not a cheery way of telling the story. If that makes any sense. Um, that does that make any sense? Yeah, I think because it's it's set 
largely, I would say 95% of the movie is set in like very, you know, practicality. You know, they're in this dreary mm-hmm. town far, far in the north on this island. Everyone kind of sucks there. There's these two feuding families. And we have a postman that is the main, you know, he's the protagonist here. He's the driver of the story. And, you know, he has his his reasoning for what he's doing. And then he kind of stumbles into this um, Christmas tale, if you will, and was a part of making it come alive. So definitely yeah. different. Jess, Jesper was a pretty cool character. And uh, I, I kind of want to credit most of that to the voice actor, Jason Schwartzman, who, if you're not like if that name, you know, doesn't ring a bell. Uh, he was Gideon Graves in Scott Pilgrim. Oh, uh, okay. If you can recall that. Uh, but he's been in, you know, a lot of things. Uh, but he, he's just, you know, f- a funny guy. And uh, I really enjoy his voice, as weird as that sounds. Uh, so as soon as, you know, the first time my kids had this on, I was like, oh. Jason Schwartzman's in this movie. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, Jesper kind of sucks, though, like, as a person. In the beginning of this movie, <laughs> he's just, like, your your typical, uh, like, silver spoon, you know, son of a... Self-serving. Yes, exactly. Son of, like, the head of the postal ser- royal postal service, so, like... You know, he doesn't have to do anything. He's born into like a rich family and is super privileged and takes full advantage of that. He's like a lazy, self-centered, uh, selfish person who just cares about living the cushy lifestyle. Uh, and because of that, his dad, you know, like you alluded to, just sends him away for sucking and he sends them to like the suckiest place that they know, which is Smearinsburg, this <laughs> God awful isolated Island all the way to the North. You know, it's always frigid and super snowy and all the people there suck. So it's just like, yeah, just super punishment from his dad. Be like, you got to go to this sucky place and, and, send 6,000 letters or something and then you can come back and you have you have to have this done in a year or else you'll be cut off from the family you know privileges or whatever yeah and I like when I think this is probably like a animated feature trope where they they take the otherwise maybe like mundane or non-fantastical job and make it not that so, you know, they yeah. work for the Royal Postal Service and they're basically at a, you know, a military <laughs> academy yeah. for postal yeah. men. Um, everything's very <laughs> serious. His dad's this, you know, almost like a general, right? And he's got his slack off son here who's just trying to skate through, do nothing, you know, use his, his connection there to kind of just skate through life and... You know, his goal was to just be like, I'm just going to suck at being a postman. They're going to kick me out, send me home, and I can go back to my nice life. And that was, like you said, his father's punishment for uh, that attempt. Yeah, I do love how, uh, like, 
I think I think it's called the the Postal Academy or whatever. Like actually, mm-hmm. <laughs> but like I do, it's like straight up, basically like boot camp for the the postal the postman. Yeah, as like if it's evolved. the highest honor <laughs> yeah. in the land, right? To work for the postal service, yeah, which is the a royal thing. postal service, bro. Right. Okay. It's not just the regular postal service. It's the royal postal service. But it's not a terrible thing. I mean, people should take pride in their work, and postmen should feel that way about that their job. Um, I think. And I mean, at the time this movie takes place, which is not disclosed, but I mean, that's their only form of communication. So right. Yeah. That very would be important. A very important. You know, role to fill. Uh, but yeah. Um, next, you know, he, he gets to Smearinsburg and following the typical Christmas movie trope, you know, Jesper really is all about himself, right? So when he gets there, uh, he still sucks, but he realizes everything else there sucks also. (laughs) So it's like, he's like, oh crap, this actually is going to be awful. Like I got to get back home. So he's like, he he does his rounds of the, the town there and realizes that nobody sends letters at all. So he's going to be stuck there, right? Uh, so, you know, long story short, he gets the children of the town to write letters to this Claus guy. Um who is a an older recluse that like lives on the way like tippy top corner of the island uh in the middle of the woods and you know he has this giant workshop full of toys that have been there for you know who knows how long um and uh you know I'm I'm kind of doing a terrible job of recapping this so I don't want to like go through blow by blow, but basically Jesper gets the kids to write these letters to this Claus guy and uh, Claus in return delivers them toys. And so Jesper sees this as his, his ticket out, his, his golden ticket to getting 6,000 letters mailed through the postal service. So his dad will come and bring him back home. Um, so I guess uh, another question here is how did you like the representation of Klaus? I, you know, it, it was very under uh, presented at the beginning. Like it, it takes a while for his character to kind of start taking form. They rarely let um, Jesper do kind of like all of the plot driving. And it's almost like he invents almost the entire you know story of christmas here outside of like the things that klaus does right he makes toys he he enjoys delivering them the children um but outside of that it was mostly um jesper here but i did like the you know big lumberjack <laughs> yeah yeah kinda, he's just like kind of fallen hulking. into this He's kind of depressed, not depressed, but like he's yeah. he's he's seclu- he's secluded himself away from everything for a reason. Yeah, and, but he's just this big like towering figure like um 
it's it very much the the art style and the way that the the characters are drawn and stuff specifically klaus is kind of does remind me of hercules like mm-hmm. he's just like a huge like not the way that you would envision santa claus unless you're watching like an anime or something you know what i mean <laughs> like i feel right. like even the way that he's first introduced like he's jesper like somehow gets trapped in the workshop right and klaus comes in but he was just out in the woods just chopping wood or whatever but so he's got like his his big wood chopping axe in hand and then he's got like this cool vest thing with other like wood working tools but they all look like sharp knives and like hunting stuff so like klaus kind of looks like a boss like not like santa santa's um, a boss yeah a different yeah. kind of boss though yeah he 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 is, he is definitely kind of like that that silent lumbering uh woodsman thing yeah going here and, and kind of like you said earlier too like the the reveal and like the way the plot plays out is very much kind of like a slow burn and like they do such a good job of tying it all together at the very end like it's uh, i don't want to like give anything like spoilery away even though maybe we already have but the way that they yeah the way that they kind of package this whole origin story and creation of this character at the end of the movie is so good. Uh, it's one thing that kind of took the the movie for me up a notch. Um, but yeah, I guess like you were saying too, it kind of, they kind of explain the more traditional aspects of Christmas, but we learn in the movie that Christmas actually already exists. Like, they he says christmas and like mm-hmm. that it's a thing that happens once a year but what jesper and klaus were doing with the letters and the toys was a daily thing um so that kind of like works itself out towards the end of the movie they decide to do it once a year blah 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 uh on christmas giving birth to you know santa klaus but yeah um, and i mean i think there's a certain importance to just them doing that daily in the movie because of the dynamic of this town, which is, I thought it was really well done. It's pretty cool. Um, oh, yeah. I, it, it's, it's seemingly, I mean, it's a very big town, but it has really only two clans in it, which are just in constant feud and they just thrive in disdain of each other. Um, but it's the delivery of those toys to the kids that starts to turn the town into a nice place not instead of the very crappy place that it is. Yeah. And I like, and I like how they really kind of showed the, the chain there where the children became happy and full of joy and were doing, you know, good deeds, you know, after Jesper kind of tells them the, the little white lie there about uh, <laughs> Klaus. Um, yeah. So, but, but in that it makes then the adults be nicer 
right? Because the children are happy, and then the adults are nicer, and then it kind of really just transforms the town with just that very simple uh, gesture of good deed, you know, doing something nice, like giving a toy. Yeah. Um, it. I think with the clans, uh, I thought they set up a really cool um, thing to, like, be able to drive the plot of changing behavior and and kind of show what an act of kindness or you know just simply showing somebody that they're appreciated or thought of you know or loved can actually do to a person and how it can change a person uh because obviously the town kind of grew into the state because of the hatred between the two clans uh so then, in turn, it made everybody just kind of like giant d-bags to everyone, <laughs> and like they do such a good job of showing scenes all the time uh, of everyone fighting. Not even like outside of even you know when he first gets there and rings the bell, and they have the big like cartoony fight in the center of town there. Um, but like every other time, he's walking through town like there's always some sort of fight going on in the background or the foreground or whatever. Um, so they do such a good job of showing that the town is so full of hatred that when Jesper and Klaus are able to in like instill that joy with the Christmas spirit of, you know, giving to others and um, what one act of kindness can do to spark another act of kindness i forget exactly like the phrase that they use in the movie but that's essentially what it is is like you know doing something nice for someone will inspire them to do ni- do something nice for someone else and then it's just a it's a big chain reaction of showing appreciation and love that will change a person's heart which at the you know core of this movie that's the message right Right. That it is exactly. it is possible to change someone's heart by, you know, showing kindness and appreciation and all that stuff. So, you know, down to the brass tacks, like, it's a really well-done movie. It's a absolutely gorgeous animation style. And it has, like, a really good message. And it also delivers a really cool origin story of, you know quite frankly, a character that's had more origin stories than Batman, you know, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is kind of hard to do because Batman's got a lot of origin stories. Um, Yeah. They used to, they used to, they said all the, the, you know, the key notes of kind of Christmas and they do it in a kind of very organic, uh, unique way, you know, and they, and it kind of builds on itself very naturally. Um, even, you know, whether it was, you know, the story of the naughty list or, you know, the flying reindeer, right? How that all kind of just <laughs> built on itself. Yeah. Through through just their misadventures of delivering these toys. Um, and, you know, ultimately Jesper trying to get to his 6,000 letters so he can get out of town. Um, right. You know, and obviously, what? you know, there's the classic twists there, but, like, those are expected. But I just, right. I think the substance built around this, like you said, very used 
you know, backstory that's been told many times, but it's kind of like the substance of how they did it. That was really nice here. Yeah. Uh, what did you think about how they kind of explained the origins of the, the normal Christmas traditions, like bad kids getting lumps of coal or Santa coming through the chimney instead of the front door and the flying reindeer or, you know, um, the cookies and milk or, you know, things mm-hmm. like that. Like, I, what did you think about how they explained all that stuff? I really liked it. Um, how, cause like I said, it was very just kind of fitting to the story and organic, you know, cause they set it up to where that one kid was a real douche to him early on right and then he figures out he's in his house so he's like i'm just gonna set a coal here instead of the present right and he was you know he was kind of getting back at the kid but you know he made the decision that this kid's not a nice kid he shouldn't get a toy um yeah and i love when he he like goes to the post office he's like hey why did klaus give me a coal and he's basically because you're a little turd Yeah, and he, and he stands uh, up to him and gives him this story, and the kid like all of a sudden is like, r- like almost like r- really, like yeah, and then takes it seriously. Yeah, he's basically like the only way Klaus could know is if you ratted on me, and he's like, no, he can see you, and he's like, what? He's like, he can always see you. I did think it was gonna turn to a musical right then. I thought he was gonna break into the <laughs> song, and like they were gonna do the song, but they didn't, which is fine. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have complained, but I'm kind of yeah. glad they didn't. Yeah, it wasn't a musical. Yeah, yeah, I do. I love how, like, everything, all of those typical Santa tropes were very cleverly explained in a very natural and reasonable way. Like, everything, you know, from using the chimneys. Well, and the funny thing is, is Jesper is the one who delivers all the presents. So, like, that's hilarious in itself, right? Klaus isn't even doing that. He's just sitting in the sleigh and providing the toys. Um, Yeah. But, like, Jesper has to go through the chimneys because everyone's yards are full of, like, traps and weapons and, like, vicious animals to fight the the opposing clan, right? So, like, he can't just walk through the front door because he'll, like, step in a bear trap or something. Uh, so he's got to like sneak into these houses. Um, the cookies thing like was there was just a cookie on a plate in one of the houses and he ate it. So they're like, oh, Klaus must love cookies. Um, the reindeer one was probably my favorite. It's <laughs> like it's literally they just c- crashed their little carriage sleigh thing. And a kid well, just like happens to be looking sleigh. out the window. <laughs> Yeah, but even how it became a sleigh was great. Yeah, because the the toy sack was too heavy for their little, like, oh, and how they got the reindeer instead of just, it was a one-horse mm-hmm. carriage, but the, the toys were too heavy for the one horse, so they got the reindeer, who happened to live by Klaus's house, to pull a bigger sleigh to fit more toys in. Um, yeah, just everything was very interesting. And such, like, a natural explanation for all of the the tropes of Santa. It was very cleverly done, I thought, for sure. 
Yeah, and like you said, the way they kind of end the movie also finishes off that need to be like, you know, it was so practical and organic in like, or just practical that you're like, okay, where is the, the actual magic, right? Because Mm. Santa isn't like this dude that physically goes around and goes down chimneys. Like there is some sort of magic Christmas dust almost to it. And I think the way they kind of did that at the end, not to give anything away there, like, helps cap that all off and yeah, everything was, that happens in the story like is, is the foundation for it yeah for sure and it was very touching like it got me in the feels no tears were shed but it was close i was like oh, <laughs> it's good that's a good one um but even back to the tropes another thing i just thought of um like the elves in the workshop like yep <laughs> totally just a, another group of people that were inspired by Jesper and Klaus's act of kindness. They decided to help <laughs> Jesper and Klaus make more toys. Like that lit- literally all of the tropes were covered and it was great. So good. Um, speaking of those, you know, the elves essentially. So this is actually Scandinavia where it's based on. So like Norway, oh, really? um, okay. yeah, be, because the town name is a is a misspelling of a real town in just like on an island up there like that, oh, and really? and those those the you know the people that spoke a different language, um, that's like a real culture. Oh really? And they and they dress like that too. Do they? Do you know what it is exactly? Uh. Sami, Northern Sami, North Sami. Interesting. Yeah, Northern Norway and Sweden, Finland. And they Makes wear sense. those bright clothes and they speak a dialect up there. Makes a lot of sense for sure. Yeah. Oh, man. But yeah, I, I was uh, glad that my children stumbled on this movie the other day. Um, because I don't know if I probably would have ever seen it if it wasn't for them. Um, yeah, it's, it's really good. I mean, even the, the cast was interesting. I mean, it has Jason Schwartzman, like we mentioned before, uh, but Klaus is voiced by J.K. Simmons, who was Commissioner Jordan, or Jordan, Commissioner Gordon, in uh mm. i believe it was batman versus superman um but i mean he's literally been in like a trillion different things uh you might recognize him off the top of your head from the uh farmers insurance commercials <laughs> oh yeah 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 that's klaus uh and then rashida jones is the voice of alva who is the school teacher and rashida jones was um most most well known for her character Ann Perkins in Parks and Rec. If you ever watch Parks and Rec, um, we love Parks and Rec. So immediately I was like, Ann Perkins. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, not only that, but I believe Joan Cusack is the Crumb Correct. or Ellingbow. I forget which one, but she's like the old lady of one of the clans. Yeah, that's the Crumb. Um, yeah. So I mean, like, 
pretty loaded, you know, cast of voice actors right there. Um, and I like that character a lot. The 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 Queen Crumb or <laughs> yeah. whatever. Yeah, she was funny. I loved the like giant behemoth uh children girl girl and boy <laughs> from the opposing clans <laughs> yeah they were pretty good and then uh, especially... they never really they they doubled down on the kind of like what is it, a dead body that the that one group oh. is always kind of moving <laughs> yeah. things around like... <laughs> yeah there's there are uh a handful of like silly visual like cut like cut scenes or like little like snap to short like two or three second scenes that are like kind of creepy like one being (laughs) the two people constantly moving a dead body around the town what Uh, appears to be a dead body it could have been maybe it's a christmas tree i don't know but it definitely looks like a dead body maybe it's maybe it's a big fish i don't know yeah it is like a little fishing schoolhouse island who knows uh definitely more, more more than likely a dead body but uh cannot be confirmed or denied um but then there's also the the little girl who (laughs) always has the carrot kind of like a knife (laughs) it's just like got like huge eyes that are always open she never blinks and she's always like sulking off in the background like very creepily wasn't like uh, four of them like a little gang yeah and then like uh towards the end when they're building like a snowman in the center of town. She's like stabbing it into the snowman's face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's some dark themes with the, those clans there. They're a little yeah, spooky. Dude. But uh, yeah, overall it's, it's a very fun. Well, I mean, I get, I, it was fun to me, but it might not be super fun for most people. Cause it's not your typical, like, full of joy you know popping from the brim bright colors you know typical christmas movie but it has a very deep and heartwarming message and it's just presented in such a cool way um this even was nominated for an academy award for best animated Mm -hmm. feature it didn't win but it did win best animated film in the british academy film awards and it's rated very, very high on Rotten Tomatoes, ninety four percent, and IMDb gives it an eight point two out of ten. So it's it's pretty well regarded by the critics, um, which is always nice to see. Google Audience Review gives it a four point nine out of five. Nice, that's pretty good. Pretty good. Um, but yeah, I couldn't help uh, but kind of feel. Uh, like somewhat at home in Smearinsburg, uh, just from like the always cloudy and gray and Mm -hmm. bitter cold environment as we, you know, we live in Ohio and we're heading into the winter months and I'm just like, Hey, great. That's literally going to (laughs) be my, you know, environment for the next three months. Thanks for the reminder. Yeah, and I liked it. And back to like when the kids were like starting to do like the good deeds around town. Like that's when you realize how much of that town was just centuries of these clans fighting because there's just like spears and axes <laughs> stuck in like the yeah. rooftops and all the buildings. Um, yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. And then I did enjoy how um, the the neighbors where there's that fence between their yards and they were two different clans and there's that hole in the yeah. fence. 
you know, he builds the playset, knocks down the fence, and you know they're yeah. kind of like together. Um, yeah, just it cool things really like cool. that where they show those reoccurring characters and how they kind of just came together. So yeah, they, there's a lot of really cool themes in there. Yeah, and I really enjoyed the the part explaining the feud. Yes. That was such a nice. cool thing because, like, both of their, like, clan halls are literally, like, right across the, like, town from each other. So, like, it's the scene starts in one and he's, like, he tells, like, a couple sentences and then it, like, the camera goes literally across the street into the other building and, you know, the other clan picks up the next, you know, several sentences and then it keeps going back and forth and it literally is a centuries old feud <laughs> and uh yeah it's just a really cool scene explaining all that did you did you say who plays pumpkin who the the pumpkin the one daughter of the other clan but not the no um it's sergio the director is he's it really credited he's credited as pumpkin <laughs> <laughs> nice that's great mine Nine. What? Yeah. Norm McDonald is the voice of Mogan's. I don't remember that character, but that's hilarious. I, uh, well, he wasn't the boatman, was he? You know, that. We didn't really talk about the boatman. The boatman was great. I think it is the boatman. Yeah. He gave me very, uh, very, um, did you ever see Scrooged? I think we talked about this in our last episode that you have not seen Scrooge, so this is going to fall upon deaf ears. But that boatman reminded me a lot of the taxi driver from Scrooged, if you've ever seen that movie. No, I Obviously, haven't. like a more kid-friendly version of the taxi driver, but basically he was <laughs> just kind of a uh, kind of like a tool. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's hilarious. I didn't. I didn't even know that was Norm Macdonald. That's funny. Yeah, he oh, had a he lot was, of just like Sergio is the voice of Olaf, who I'm assuming is the the other other child giant. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. Ooh. Oh man, good stuff, man. Yeah, so I think uh, at the end of the day, as far as you know, my recommendation would definitely be to watch this and it's a good one to watch with your children too i believe because i think you know it's just got that that great message of how powerful kindness actually actually is and what what kindness can do to change a hardened heart yeah and i mean that's the really good thing about this is that it kind of really focuses on that in those values right and like kind of the foundation of christmas um not so much just like santa's just bringing presents but it's more so santa brings presents because and you know really presents should do what you know what i mean it kind of answers those questions yeah not just explaining like how santa claus got started um or like wh- who he is what he does so this movie kind of got me thinking. Um, I was listening to another podcast on Tuesday, and uh, it's called The Scene Snobs. If you haven't heard of those guys, they're really good. Um, they were talking about 
they had a really cool question um, of what like Christmas world would you want to live in? You know, mm. based off of um, you know movies or shows or whatever. And you know, after going through that conversation and then watching this movie and seeing the unique take on Santa and how Klaus was as a character in this movie. It made me wonder, like, who do you think is, like, the coolest Santa in all of the different Christmas movies that you've seen? Hmm. I'd really have to, like, recomb through a lot that I've seen, like, far too long ago. That's a good question. So, like, like the cool, I, I like enjoyed... The coolest... Go ahead. Like, you mean just, like the best portrayal of Santa or like the coolest backstory can mean whatever you want it to mean. Okay. Um, for me, like I really enjoyed this take on Santa and how Klaus was represented as like, not like a fat old dude who's like definitely eaten way too many cookies and drank way too many glasses of milk in his lifetime. Um, like I love how he's like, a rugged like towering imposing figure who looks like he could you know take on the entire village in hand-to-hand combat you know if needed (laughs) um and i kind of i mean i know it's very early on in the santa story in this movie particular with klaus but i enjoy how due to circumstances like he is definitely closed off, you know, and probably depressed and probably in self-seclusion, you know, and just kind of like a downer, (laughs) really, I guess. Um, But like then being able to see how he changes throughout the movie, I think it's, he, he's a cool Santa, but I think I would have to say if I had to, if I was able to choose any Santa out of any of the Christmas movies I've seen to be like my Santa, it'd probably have to be Kurt Russell from the Christmas Chronicles. I agree with you there. Dude, he's just such a cool Santa. Yeah. I mean, we'll definitely get into that. Um, What is that? Is that our next episode? Yes. That will be our next episode. Yeah, but no, I, I agree with you, um, especially after seeing the second one. Um, <laughs> it just, yeah. yeah, his MO and his style um, is just really good. And obviously it's Kurt Russell, but... Right. Um, like, I, I just love yeah. it, because he's, like, not ashamed, nor is he ever trying to hide it. He is actually more flaunting that he's Santa all the time, you know? Yeah, <laughs> like, right. Uh yeah. And yeah, Matt Santa just se- he seems like the the cool uncle that everyone wishes that they had, you know, that would that they could just hang out with and do ridiculous things with. Yeah, and I like his execution of, you know, <clears throat> driving up the Christmas spirit number, that whole that whole thing. Um <laughs> yeah. Or or you know, Christmas spirit is just literally something that he's able to just jive up out of just disparity. <laughs> Um, and he enjoys it. No, yeah. Little song and dance never hurts the Christmas spirit. That's for sure. Also, Kurt Russell is not a terrible singer. 
Uh, yeah, that would that would line up. He's from a, a seasoned generation of talented people. Yeah, I mean, is there any other Santa Claus that you can think of that you think would be a cool person to be the the Santa Claus? The Grinch. <laughs> the Grinch. <laughs> like pre-heart growth or you know, post-heart growth? Um, pre. Definitely pre. <laughs> <laughs> He's just so much wow. fun. I mean, he just he's just maniacal, you know, the maniacal yeah. Santa Claus coming to just ruin everyone's expectations of Christmas morning. It just seems pleasant to me. There's a there's a meme that's been floating around for a while that says that the Grinch, you know, never hated Christmas. He just hates people, which is fair, <laughs> you know. So I don't know. Do you agree with that? Do you think? You think the Grinch actually hated Christmas itself, or just the way people are in general? He which is he's a manifest by Christmas. Yeah, he's a manifestation of people's disdain for other people during that time, um, for a number of reasons. It's basically t- I always took it as like he doesn't hate Christmas, but he hates how people become during that time, and mm. you know. The one I I believe it was definitely in the uh, live action one. I think it was more apparent, where, you know, everyone was very kind of focused on presents, and you know, there's kind of like the gaudy ones of the town who are just all for the show and the the appearance of Christmas, and you know, those were the ones he hated the most. Um, mm. So I I think like cr- the fundamental like Christmas spirit and all that he genuinely enjoyed. It was just the people that ruined it for him is what he didn't like. Yeah, I think uh, I think he even says that, like, in one of his spiels that basically he just hates how <laughs> everyone gets at Christmas time. Um, right. It's not yeah. yeah. It's not Christmas. It's the people. I mean. I mean, I, I, I sympathize with that because I don't like it when, I mean, when people ruin my, uh, what I see as like Christmas to me. Um, I don't like any, I don't like it when we get caught up on the wrong, the wrong things during this time of the year. Yes, same. Um, I think Tim Allen's Santa Claus would be kind of a cool one too. I, w- I was also thinking that um, when you were asking that question. I haven't seen those in a while, but but definitely um, him becoming Santa Claus is a good old classic. Yeah. The Santa Claus. Um, I can't believe I forgot to talk about that on our first, you know, or last week's episode, you know, Christmas movies of childhood past. Um, that one was a good one. I enjoyed that one. I mean, that podcast or the movie? No, the movie. Oh, okay. I hate all you the hate podcasts. The pod- yeah. Yeah. The podcast agree. sucks. I don't know why anyone listens to it, but um the, the Santa no Claus movie to on them. the other hand. <laughs> well that's true. <laughs> uh someday. Fingers crossed. Um but no, uh yeah, the Santa Claus movie with Tim Allen. Yeah. I, I can't that's a good, I that's a ninety that's, that's a good one. That's nineties, right? That peak nineteen ninety four. Yeah, see, that would have fit into your 80s, 90s um, deep yeah. cuts. 
I think it just goes to, you know, it adds to, it adds to that argument of like, are present day Christmas movies good or you know did we hit peak, you know Christmas? Did we hit, yeah, did we hit the peak Christmas movie? You know the eight the eighties nineties era. I think one thing that, I mean, Tim. I mean, the Tim Allen one's a good example is because take the super, you know, non-Christmas person, realistic, mundane life, you know, very practical, but literally magically becomes Santa Claus. Um, yeah. Kind of like the role, you know, because he just magically gets fatter, just starts craving <laughs> cookies and milk. Um, yeah. More, more of a literal interpretation of you know the magical santa claus so i forget how how and why he he became santa claus if if memory serves me correctly i believe basically what happened was santa was at their house and he like died he fell off the roof because either tim allen's character or his son was trying to like witness santa coming or whatever and it like scared santa so he fell off the roof and died and <laughs> tim allen took oh. his place <laughs> yeah <clears throat> that's dark Poor yeah yeah it really is uh i think i think i forget exactly what was the reason tim, tim allen's character took his place maybe he like put his jacket on for some reason and then like because he put santa's jacket on and yeah i think that's what it was because the whole the whole uh like santa claus clause being like the clause on the santa business card and the the jacket saying basically whoever puts us on will replace santa this is all just off top of my head so i could be completely wrong but i think that was the whole like shtick to that movie um Mm -hmm. good one though miss it but i have to show that one to the kids yeah, and I, I particularly like Santa Claus-oriented movies where they show Santa's village. And another reason why I like the Christmas Chronicles with Kurt Russell so much, because especially the second one there, um, I really like that take on Santa's village. But any movies that kind of explore that theme, I always enjoy. And that's that's the world-building thing I like. Yeah. Yeah. Um trying to think of cool christmas like santa villages like the north pole representations i mean tim allen had it they're all basically what like teenagers is that what it was they're kind of like kids to teenagers yeah Um, which is kind of still believed yeah like what what is the north pole like the peter pan version of christmas or something (laughs) yes yeah (laughs) yeah it's basically yeah neverland or um, I I liked oh man what movie was I just thinking of shoot oh no it'll come back do you have any other gone. cool depictions oh I was um, gonna say I, I kind of like uh, Santa's village and elf actually <laughs> for some reason they don't really show it too much but I just I loved seeing Will Ferrell <laughs> as like a normal human with all the yeah. other elves. 
Yeah, because he's just a giant <laughs> child, yeah. basically. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's Will Ferrell, but more unavoidable. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, no, I'm not really sure. Um, I mean, I've definitely been off my 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 uh, Christmas movie game for many years. Yeah, um, same. But yeah, maybe, but maybe I think I'll start to research that more. You know, of recent memory, I think Christmas Chronicles, Christmas Village, probably takes the cake for me. But that might also just be because it's the most recent depiction of Santa's village I've seen. You know. But they also have a cool take on elves, which we'll get. I don't want to talk too much about Christmas Chronicles because we're going to talk about it a lot next week. But yeah, we'll get into that, their version of elves. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that, yeah, that was just generally, it was different and it was cool, especially in the second one. The whole, the canon thing was just too funny. <laughs> yeah. Good times. Um, so with Klaus, I don't really see, well, I mean, they could, but I don't really see, I see this as like a, a one-off, like no more, this isn't going to be turned into a series. Um, you don't think they could, um, this is like the pre-story to Santa Claus, you know what I mean? Yeah, I so... mean, they always could, but like, I kind of hope that they don't because it was, it was a good one one-off movie you know we don't need right a thousand sequels i think i I don't know i just i really enjoyed just the setup right because we already know i mean i don't know yeah just kind of leave it at that i could probably go with more klaus movies because they're really it's a it was a beautiful movie visually so i wouldn't mind seeing that animation style again um so, yeah, maybe I take that back. <clears throat> I'd like to see Jesper in another Christmas adventure and maybe getting to see what happened at the end of the movie <laughs> go further. I don't. I feel like we did a really bad job of not spoiling this, but I don't want to, like, come out and actually say what happened. But I think, I think that's great. I think that's a great thing about animated movies, though, is, like, there's never... They're hard to spoil because you're going to watching them pretty straightforward, you know what I mean? Like, like what are you going to spoil in that? Like, watching this movie, we all kind of knew right. what was going to It is a happen. Christmas movie, and there's a character named Klaus, so... Yeah. What do you think's so, going to happen? The enjoyment's genuinely just watching it and just seeing, like, it all unfold. Um, yeah, we all know, you know what I mean? So they can't really spoil too much. Um, be difficult. Yep. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, you have any other Santa or Christmas related items on, on the Nick docket tonight? Um, not tonight, but tomorrow night we're definitely going to watch. I'm going to have the wife have her first viewing of, um, the Muppets Christmas Carol. I, I have this what? weird feeling she's, she's seen it. 
I've had this weird feeling she's seen it and she just doesn't realize it. But we're going to watch it. How could it. you not see that movie? I don't know. I don't That's know. That's tragic. I'm glad that you are, you know, opening her eyes to probably the greatest Christmas movie of all time. Yeah, right. Yeah, because after that, um, our podcast, the last episode, you know, we were talking about it. And, you know, I admittedly haven't seen Nightmare Before Christmas, but she hasn't seen that and she hasn't seen A Muppet's Christmas Carol. So those are two well, movies we probably need. We're going to watch this season. Yeah, you should definitely watch both. But I think as much as I love Nightmare Before Christmas, it doesn't even come close to The Muppet's Christmas Carol. I mean. Right. No, yeah. Chris, that, that's. That movie was so good. A hey, Christmas Carol story already is awesome, but then you have the Muppets. Muppets, the Muppets. I mean, and Michael Caine, right? It's yeah, like good Michael Caine in the Muppet Land. The holy trinity of like what makes a great movie. Is Big Bird in that? He is, isn't he? No, that's Sesame Street. No. Oh yeah, that's right. Damn it. Have you seen Muppets Christmas Carol? Yes. <laughs> oh man. Well, I'm glad. I'm I'm really glad that she's going to experience that. It's like I said uh last last week that even my my young children watch that every year. And you know that movie's like 30 years old or something. When did that come out? Was that a 90s or was that a late 80s? The Muppets Christmas Carol? Mm Mm-hmm. 1992. Good year. Great year. My brother was born that year. Wow. Yeah. Yes, sirree. Um, You guys have any other uh, fun plans for this weekend or, you know... Leading into the Christmas, you know, season, holiday. Do you guys do anything well, fun? The in-laws have been without power for four days now. I think it finally just came back on after the, the snowstorm, you know, at the beginning of the week. So um, they're going to come down and visit uh, Saturday. So, nice. but other than that, it's just, you know, low-key, staying at home. Yeah. Uh, got I some mean, beer. Kind of not much to do when the Rona is raging through our state. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're we're Purple County now. Yeah, we hit what fifteen percent or whatever. So now, whatever uh, that not our means. county, our state. So now it's like recommended to not travel to Ohio. Um, yeah, our we have some tris- Christmassy traditions that we won't be able to really do this year which kind of stinks but what are you gonna do um you know and we got all our decorations up oh nice yeah becca's been pestering me to put christmas lights up on you know outside hang those lights Um, yeah i mean to be fair you're gonna be hearing this you know not anytime close to when we actually recorded this which is december 3rd so you know we're, we just turned into December, so 
Christmas lights not being up, not like life or death at this moment. Um, but yeah, we, we, uh, usually try to make it to light up downtown and Canton, um, for one of our Christmas activities, which clearly congregating with a giant mass of people, uh, you know, isn't isn't going to be on the docket this year, and then you mean uh, you mean four people who are your family members? That's also not allowed. Yeah, true. Um, but then Hartville has a similar thing to light up downtown, where they do Christmas in the village. They call it. Mm. Um, have you Quaint been to either little... of those? I, I we've we've no not to either of those we've done the one in north Kent where they like light the tree up which is pretty mm. low key um, yeah. because we lived we lived in walking distance um oh that's probably nice yeah that was that was a good that was a good time nothing too crazy um but i think we've we've we know about the the downtown can one and we've considered going i don't think we've just ever made the pulled the trigger there yeah it's a pretty neat little thing. Uh, the last time we went, it was like super cold though, and pretty snowy, so it was actually kind of miserable. <laughs> but hey, you know, whatever. Um, Here's yeah, a Florida I mean, boy. <laughs> yeah, you're telling me. But oddly enough, um, I am the winter lover of our family, like our household. Becca hates winter, hates snow, will not go outside at all. And here I am actually born and raised in, you know, Arizona and then Florida and now live in Ohio. And I love winter and snow. <laughs> well, yeah, because I gathered that like a couple of days ago when I was on her Instagram story because I was trying to find where she was talking about your car sliding to the street. <laughs> at first, when Aaron told me, I was like, I just like sped through her story because I thought there was like video or something of it. I was so excited, <laughs> but there yeah. wasn't. And I, I was like, I didn't see it. She's like, oh, she was just talking about it. I'm like, well, that's boring. So I yeah. found it though. And she, but like, she just let off with just, just down in like the little bit yeah, of cold and snow we had. And she's just like, I just wanted to be over. I'm like, she's yeah. back. Yeah. Got a little what scrooge a, in your house. Yeah, it's yeah, big one. Don't let her fool you with all the decorations Decoration, and all of her yeah. Instagram mm-hmm. stories. She actually yeah. hates hates Christmas confirmed. Uh yeah, gonna, funny I'm story gonna... about the car. Like uh I actually look we have um the ring, like doorbell security camera thingy and you know, records yeah obviously movement um yeah so i was like looking through the history seeing if i might be able to catch it sliding down the driveway but it must it must have not done it fast enough or something for it to like register movement out there slow uh but yeah i mean like we had like a it wasn't even a bad snowstorm in our area at least you know maybe like two to three inches or whatever um but uh it was slick and our driveway is not like super steep, but it's definitely a hill. And yeah, I parked the car, went inside 30 minutes later. Uh, a friend that lives down the street, you know, a couple houses down the street from us <laughs> texts Becca and she's like, yeah, my husband just told me that your car's in the road. <laughs> Did you mean to do that? 
<laughs> so yeah, car just slid down the road because our driveway was snowy. Yeah, that, that's that's pretty cool. Seeing a picture of um, an hour north of us at the in-laws. Oh, yeah, they got a, they got a lot more than we did. That's for sure. Yeah, that's a snow belt for you. Yeah, I kind of man, we've really like got away from the show part of boys but that's totally cool um i i kind of wish that we got more snow like i just there's something about snow around christmas that's like perfect and then i'm also of the same of you know the mindset like if it's gonna be cold like at least snow too so i'm not just miserably cold like i like the way snow looks you know, on the trees. I think the snow makes it warmer. <laughs> At least cozier. Yeah. It mentally Definitely makes, makes it you brighter. feel better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, yeah, because I grew up in the snow belt. And so, like, down here, it's kind of, to me, this is the south um, for only being an hour south. <laughs> this might as well be the south compared to the winters right. up there, um, closer to the lake. But, you know, down here, they just want, they just put that fight up to, like, keep the roads overly salted and just keep them clear whereas at certain points in winter they just kind of give up in the snow belt and <laughs> it's easier to drive on snow covered roads actually than when they melt them with salt and then they ice over just yeah, leave them covered in snow it. and you actually get good traction um yeah you get the nice had... little driving rivets from people driving over it and yeah i just i just think back in my like 94 grand am when I was a teenager, <laughs> it basically was like a snowmobile, like a road legal snowmobile, like nice. just flying. Like I would go off the road kind of frequently, but just kind of drive <laughs> back onto it. Um, yeah, too much fun. Too much fun yeah. going to school. <laughs> so my car, you know, of course, the the logical choice of of someone who grew up not living in snowy conditions would own a two-wheel drive small pickup truck (laughs) as their car in ohio yeah in the snow (laughs) so yeah i got really good at driving in the snow because my truck sucked and i had it for like 13 years yeah Um, it's crazy when you go from that to something with like all or four-wheel drive you're like whoa yeah (laughs) what about like this should it should be like a legal requirement in ohio like you have to have all-wheel drive um yeah like for the safety of others and your yeah know. exactly oh man but yeah uh, the cool thing now about snow too is my kids are like old enough to enjoy playing in it so mm-hmm. even though we only got a little bit of snow like the last couple of days when peyton gets home from school you know she's like can we go outside and make a snowman and her her and the other one do they just go out there and I'll fall over in the yard and making you know, them flail snowmen. around in the snow, and it's so funny. I love it. I love it. They're it's always great. in oversized suits, and they just fall down and roll <laughs> yeah. around. Yeah, exactly. Um, one thing that we did uh, one year is we went. I believe it's Medina, the Noel Christmas Museum. Have you ever heard of it? Uh, no. actually kind of relates to our podcast um but bas- i'm pretty sure it's in medina i guess i could actually use the google 
to figure out exactly. But basically, it's a uh, Christmas museum that uh, is full of, it's called Castle Noel, uh, but it's a museum for uh, props and set pieces and stuff from Christmas movies. And mm, that's cool. Yeah, it's in Medina and it's like pretty well known, like even nationally. Uh, so I guess I, I'm not really surprised that you don't know about it because I didn't know about it until we went there. But uh, yeah, there's been like news reports and stuff on it. But basically, it's got prop like the props from you know all of the super famous Christmas movies. Um, yeah, we we went there one year and we were thinking about trying to go again this year, but you know, don't want to get the Rona. Good old Rona. Yeah. Plus, the guy who uh, owns and runs it actually looks like Santa Claus, so that makes it even better. Check it out, castlenoel.com. You're welcome for the plug, nice. guys. Yeah, no lie. All kinds yeah. of fun things buried around here in the snow. Yeah, who'd have thought? Who would have thought? But um, yeah. I mean, I guess that kind of welcome to the podcast called the here. Boys. Yeah, where we talk about stuff. Um, yeah. So hopefully, you guys enjoyed our chat about Klaus, and hopefully, you guys, you know, if you haven't seen it already, give it a shot. It's 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 actually it's one of the good ones. It's one of the good ones. Um. Do you have any closing remarks on the movie before we get out of here? I do not. Good movie. Go see it. Go watch it. Just turn on Netflix and yeah, go, go to your couch. That hard. <laughs> turn hey, on the TV. <laughs> a little bit of news. That, I mean, never mind. It's pointless doing news on this. We're two weeks ahead. Boo. <laughs> no, let's break it here first. <laughs> two weeks from now. <laughs> no, I mean, it's already been broken. But um, HBO Max, a.k.a their parent company Warner Bros right and AT&T anyways all the Warner Bros movies for 2021 will be going to theaters and HBO Max same day yeah I saw that I don't know how I feel about that I know you're a big movie theater guy I am Um, a big movie theater guy yeah we'll have to circle up on that as it fleshes itself out but yeah that's my closing remarks I thought that was of note definitely Um, oh speaking of Christmas Christmas related uh-oh. Wonder Woman 84 will be in theaters on Christmas and on HBO Max on Christmas. And, so following suit to Christmas what you movie, just right? said. I mean, it's released on Christmas, so yeah, might as well be. Aren't, isn't it Christmas time in the movie, though? I don't think so. <laughs> because oh, it was supposed <laughs> to be coming out like you know, late spring, maybe. Boo. Uh, but, you know, that's when all the theaters were kind of shut down. Boo to the no, never mind. That won't that won't work. I'm done. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. Thank you guys for joining us on another episode of Showboys. If you stuck with us all the way through, thank you. Um, please, you know, tell your friends, uh, share our podcast. That's the number one thing that's going to help us grow. Um, is by you sharing our episodes. Uh, 
pointing people in the direction of our social media pages, uh, you know, on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter at Showboys Podcast. Um, but yeah, just mainly you know, sharing our episode links and and telling your friends. Um, yeah, you can do that with our Linktree link, linktr.ee slash Showboys Podcast. Um, you know, don't forget to check us out on YouTube. If you prefer to listen to our episodes on YouTube, they're all up uh, on our YouTube channel. Uh, don't forget to subscribe and like and follow us where you can. Uh, that also helps us out. And yeah, cue the music. Thank you, Cody, for throwing together some research for this movie. You rule. Can't wait till you're back on there with us. Please. episode that was